Welcome to Change the Narrative. I'm your host, J.D. Fuller. I'm Susie Younger. An African-American licensed psychotherapist. I'm also a licensed therapist. We talk about the isms. We talk about the phobias. Anything that marginalizes and oppresses. As a white woman, I ask the questions white people are too afraid to ask. Everything we are not and everything we are is because of fear. Through a mental health lens, Susie and I will have difficult conversations with celebrity guests, political activists, and everyone in between. Our mind will tell us whatever we want to believe, but the truth lives in the body, and that's where change occurs. Are you ready to change the narrative? Oh my God, our guest today is one of my favorite people on the planet. He's an icon. Bert Dubrow is an Emmy Award-winning producer responsible for the evolution of talk television, from Sally Jesse Raphael to Daily Blast Live, his new hit show. He is passionate about everything he does, but his love and devotion to television is on a whole other level. His house is literally a walking museum of television trivia. Welcome, Bert Dubrow. Oh boy, I, how do I how do I how do I live up to all of that? An icon <laughs> and all that I'm that I'm not, but passionate I am. So I'll give you okay. that. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So you have such a long history in television. What has changed over the years from your perspective? I know a lot has changed, but what's the most significant from your perspective? Well, let's see. Videotape came in recently, didn't it? Videotape <laughs> just happened. Um, let's see. Um, from radio, then we went radio, and then to television. What's changed? You know, I'll tell you something. I don't know, other than reality television, okay. which a very good friend and brother of Susie and myself, Mark Itkin, almost started in, in a way. Um, Reality, te- but other than reality television, which we can get into because I can't stand it and I don't watch it. But other than that, I don't know really. Other than you know, I was joking about videotape, but um, there's very few live things anymore. Everything is on tape, and everything is so damn homogenized that that's the part that I think has changed over the years and hasn't helped, at least in my opinion, hasn't helped television at all. It used to be real, and it really isn't anymore. It's what the producers sort of want it to be. And, and you know, the um, I, I guess some of the irony is one of the shows that Susie thankfully didn't mention was I am responsible for the Jerry Springer show. And, and I don't say that a lot, but I'll say it for the purposes of this discussion. And whereas people accused us of being you know, phony, we weren't phony. We were real. And then reality television comes in with the word reality and it's not real. So you know what? It's a damn mess. It's yeah. a mess. And and by the way, as we talk today, we'll just straighten it out. That's okay. All. That sounds good. Yeah, that's I all. love your ambition. Um, <laughs> so so you know, TV plays an important role in informing the culture of America. What do you, what do you think the the most important part of their role is? You know, because it kind of tells us what to think and feel and what to believe, not believe, which you've alluded to, especially with uh, you know reality TV. What, what, what's your perspective? You know, I'll go back on what I said a second ago. Here's what's changed. And, and I want to be, I want to try to be politically correct here, but the news world has changed. And as I, 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 you know, I look at you guys and you ask me such a, a serious question, which I'm not used to, but I'll, I will answer it seriously. We're serious. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, it's sounding a little older, shall we say, when um, season, television, season. When, uh, okay. When television started and it was at its height, you had ABC, NBC, CBS, 
and you, you had three networks, PBS. And if Walter Cronkite or Dan Rather or Peter Jennings or whoever told you something, um, it didn't really matter who you were watching. You got the same information. You just chose maybe who you thought was better looking or who delivered it better, whatever. But you got the same news. Now, I think the biggest change is we have all these other networks. Let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room. We've got Fox. And uh, <laughs> you've got a completely different perspective there. So what? is news. I mean, if you ask people that watch Fox, well, Fox is their news. If you ask people to watch CNN or MSNBC or whomever, then that's their news. That to me is the biggest change. And that's where the confusion has come in. So our news all used to be the same. Our news is not the same anymore. And I think that's part of the reason that we're so damn divided. Mm, interesting. So your motto is something must happen. What does that what does that mean? <laughs> oh, oh boy. Um, yeah, I still I, I still feel that way. I say it to this day. Uh, I used to have a sign outside the uh, door on the Springer show that said, "Make it work without sound." That was the other thing. Uh, wow. Richard Dominic, who was with me there, we both sort of thought that way. But yeah, I, I think here's what I say now. Here's the the version of today, anyway. That we have to move people. Uh, somehow we have to move people. And when we're doing Daily Blast Live, which which is the newest thing that I'm doing, it's sort of a cross between the view. I always say it's the view meets something. I have not figured out yet what it meets, but it's the <laughs> view meets something. Maybe it becomes really successful when I figure out what it meets. But anyway, um, <laughs> right now I haven't figured that out. But we have to move people. That means we've got to get them to feel something. That could be anger. That could be happiness, that could be entertainment, that could be conflict, whatever it is. If we don't move people, we're boring. Mm. And that's what I mean. That's really what I mean. So we got to make something happen or we have to move people. That's what I meant by that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And so social media has had to have had an incredible impact. And clearly, given your most recent show, it has. How could you put that in words? Like, what has it brought to the table, this whole social media frenzy? Well, you know, it would be really nice if social media and broadcast television blended well together and we could get great numbers on social media and have that just translate right to ratings and television. But it doesn't. And anybody that says it does. It, you know, I mean, here's an example. And I'm I, I'm not going to I don't want to mention names, but um. There was a very, very popular show that was rebooted, brought back. I will mention the name of the show of Double Dare on Nickelodeon okay. by a very, very dear friend of mine, Mark Summers, who was the host, is like a brother to me. And when they brought it back a couple of years ago, I thought, you know, well, Mark should host it. But that's not what Nickelodeon did. Nickelodeon brought in uh, this young lady, very, very young lady. And I don't remember her name now. It's terrible, but I don't. And she had millions of followers. Yeah. Millions of followers. And there. so here's where social media comes in. You know, whereas before when when, when Susie was at William Morris and television was at a different place, you would deal with people that actually had talent mm -hmm. and or you would have or you would actually deal with people who could host a game show. They're actually at a time where game show hosts. Uh, that's, you know, you think of The Price is Right, you might think of Bob right. Barker or yeah. people like Wink Martindale and Bob Eubanks and Jim Lang and, and the list goes on and on. 
Um, mm-hmm. Those guys were broadcasters. Yeah. They came. They came up from radio. They were broadcasters. They knew what they were doing. Broadcasters are gone. Probably the last maybe talk show host broadcaster, at least that comes to my mind, is Letterman. Was Letterman. Now you've got that's a whole different world. But back to Double Dare. So they brought in this girl who had all these millions of followers. Well, with all those millions of followers that she has, shouldn't they bring that audience right over to television? Yes. No. No, because uh-huh. first of all, most of those people don't have a damn television. That's number one. They're they're watching they're watching you know TV on this, or they're watching TV another way. I mean, we used to have uh, boy boy, I sound like an old you know what here, but um, <laughs> we used to have appointment television. I mean, my wife and I on Friday nights would not go out because Dallas was on. I mean. We would not go. I mean, it wasn't even a conversation. It wasn't like me saying, hey, Lynn, you want to go out? And she'd say, no, we just weren't going out. It was really that okay. simple. Yeah. And even before that, we there was um, it was called TGIF on Friday nights on ABC. Yeah. You had Family Matter and Boys, Boy Meets World and et cetera. And we watched those shows with our two girls. And so we, uh, by the way, now that I think about it, we never went out. All we did was do all, all we did all, all we did was do that. But anyway, um, so anyway, I, I back to your social media thing. It's changed things because it gives us information in real time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it does. And we could talk about a million things that it does well, but we could also talk about a million things that it hurts. And and I mean. I have a, a friend who put it pretty well. Um, he's got a daughter, whatever his daughter, his daughter was doing things that he didn't like. And so he said, he she can go on social media and find a million people that are doing exactly what she does. So therefore it's okay. Yeah. Instead of him saying, you shouldn't be doing that. So, right. uh, but how it connects to television, it gives us information in real time. That's what it does. To me, they're such separate entities. I the person that figures out how to make it go from uh, digital to broadcast to make those numbers go up, you know, is going to be a very rich person. Yeah, I haven't figured, yeah. I haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, I can imagine, and, and that's so interesting what you say. How it doesn't translate? That's that's interesting because that's yeah. what people, you know, that's what everybody wants to do: be an influencer, get TikTok famous. I mean, and I, I mean anybody could listen. Anybody could say anything now. Yeah. I mean, you and I could go on right now and say any ridiculous thing that we want to say. And there's how many millions of people that not only will see it, but will think that we're right. I know. And even right. though we might be wrong. I mean, yeah. again, it doesn't, it's, it's senseless, but listen, it's a wonderful tool. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. It's a fantastic tool. It does not connect to television as I see it anyway. So, so you've said something else. You've said, we need to gather a crowd. How did you make that happen? What does that mean? Well, first of all, let's give credit where credit's due. That, okay. I steal that line from Phil Donahue. Um, okay. Phil, Phil Donahue said that all the time. I was lucky enough to be with the same company um, where we owned the Donahue show. It was, it was Donahue, Sally, okay. Jesse, Raphael, and Jerry Springer. But Phil started it, and we have to give the credit. Yeah. You want to see a broadcaster, you want to see a man know how to deal with an audience and deal with topics, then that's the man. And anybody else, 
that did that, including me, was just trying to do a version of what he was doing. David Letterman said when Johnny Carson passed away and he was doing a special the night he finally came back to deal with the fact that Johnny passed away because he idolized him so much. He looked and he said, anybody that's sitting behind a desk and has a couch and has a chair and is doing a talk show, he said, let's face it, we're just trying to do what Johnny did and we're really not pulling it off that well. Oh, wow. All right. And, and so I say that and give Phil Donahue all the credit. I mean, yeah. for the people, and think about it, there's people that are watching or listening to us now that not only don't know who Phil Donahue is, don't know who Johnny Carson is, right. don't even know who David Letterman, they don't, don't even know who David Letterman is. They have no idea. <laughs> and so that's sad. I mean, yeah. it's really sad. But uh, I forgot the question, by the way. I'm, I'm gather a crowd. We need to gather a crowd. Well, gather a crowd. The ultimate show would have been Springer. Let's face it. I mean, uh, you, you throw a chair, <laughs> throw a chair, gather a crowd, you know. Okay. But I, I think, you know, we got to go back to the talent. That's how this medium started. And, and I still believe that that's the most important part, of at least in the format that I am so comfortable with, the talk format. If you've got good talent, I would like to think that an audience will find you. In my particular case, I'm, I'm lucky. We've, we've got five of probably the best people that I've worked with in a long time. And it's got to start with the talent. I'm not a big format guy. I respect the format. I, I understand it. I certainly respect it when it comes to a game show. Everybody in the world thought that when, when The Price is Right went away, when Bob Barker went away, the show would be over. Well, it's not. You know, yeah. Drew Carey has made it work, and there's your format. I mean, there are formats that do that do work. The talk format is probably the oldest format, television, starting with radio. But to answer your question, talent to me, when all is said and done, it's about them, or it certainly should be about them. And yeah. Susie knows that better than I do. Uh, no, absolutely not. But thank you. <laughs> So I, I have a question for you about um, the reality TV comment. What do you mm -hmm. hate about it? What's, what's the thing that oh, you hate about God it? God, help me. I don't understand how you ladies who are bright women are watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette <laughs> and thinking that that's okay. When you've got these women that are all going for everything that you all think you shouldn't be going for and you shouldn't be thinking is right. You're watching these people in hot tubs and making out with everybody. And not that I'm a prude. God knows I'm not a prude, but I don't understand the appeal. And clearly I'm wrong. I'm not right. Yeah. I'm wrong because the numbers show that. But I guess reality television, if it's not real, then I don't like it. That, that's the simple answer. And I don't find it to look real appear real um mm -hmm. and i know the producers of those shows will probably get ready to kill me for saying it but it, let me make it up to them they do it well they yeah. do it very very well i'm obsessed it just is, what what's i'm it? obsessed jd doesn't watch them but i do yeah and and look at you i mean look at you you're a bright one of the smartest ladies i know and not only are you watching it you're admitting you watch it that's even <laughs> all right so i but again, I'm wrong. I am wrong. So the numbers well, prove that. 
You know, I think it has it has something to do with the uh, immediate gratification, the lack of patience to follow a story, and and the stag, you know, the stagnation of it. I mean, you look at some of these shows; you can watch it once a year, you don't really see a whole lot of movement. So it's the contradiction of immediate gratification, but staying put for a year, watching the same show where nothing really evolves. Uh, didn't you just define a soap opera too? <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to say a soap opera was different. I'm going to say a soap opera was different because it didn't. I don't think it it uh, pathologized people as much as these okay. shows do. You know, it's like right. every stereotype you're afraid you're going to see on TV. The worst characteristics are have now been the highest portrayed or the most popular. Amplified. Yeah, amplified. Thanks. I couldn't think of the word. And I think that's problematic. I, th I think it's a problem for society. I mean, anytime, you know, the Kardashians are who they are, you know, because of reality TV, it's like, what, what are people, what? Where's the stimulation? Where, where I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, ask Susie. I mean, because I've tried. She watches it. I I mean, I don't know the answer to that. We don't watch it. I'm I'm trying to think if my 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 girls do. I've got two. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I I've got a, a 34 year old and a 31 year old. Um, I was at their bat mitzvahs. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I don't think they watch a lot of them. My older daughter, Allie, um, who's in this business, just got me into recently into watching a couple of things on Netflix. But if she didn't do that, I probably wouldn't have. But but those are just regular, you know, like they're not reality shows. They're yeah. sort of glorified lifetime movies in a way that are series, you know, yeah. which I which I do like. OK, so I have a question for you. How do you think, Bertie Bert, your whiteness has actually contributed to your success? Hmm, boy, there's something you never asked me when we were on the phone. Um, <laughs> uh, but all right. Well, up until, uh, up, until re up until recently, I wouldn't say it helped at all. But now, in the world that we're living in, and the culture that we are dealing with in just, you know, as recently as it couple of days ago when um the floyd trial that ha finally happened and the right decision thank god was mm -hmm. made more work to be done but but uh, you know susie i never really thought of it that way at all i've always hired i know this i've always hired all different kinds of of mm -hmm. people but i guess i am a privileged person because of my color and because and and I mean I it's not my fault I was I was born this way you know um, but it's certainly I will tell you it doesn't take away from what I've done or what I haven't done right. I will tell you that what's going on today has changed me a great deal and made me put a magnifying glass on and watch everything much much closer and make sure that all voices are heard and and I will proudly tell you that our show. And it's been on the air. We're into our um, going into our fourth season. Is probably the most diverse talk show on television. Now that's before we had any of these any and these issues that we're talking about and ones that we should be talking about. But we're very very diverse and proud of it. By the way, damn proud of it. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know how it's changed me. Other than I guess just being white gives me a privilege that others don't have. And, there you go. and whereas I didn't, I wasn't as aware of it before, I am very aware of it now. That's it.
right? And and I bet, Bertie Burke, that that's a question that you're going to be thinking about tonight when you go to sleep. That and the color of your lipstick, yes. Both <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You know, yeah, I work yeah. hard on that color. Yeah, I know. I work I hard know. on that red. <laughs> red. Okay, what's your greatest regret in life? It doesn't have to be about television. It can be from anywhere. I have a lot. I, I, many. I have a lot. I mean, that I probably didn't take school as seriously as I should have. I, I used to say, um, I mean, I've done this. I've been interested in this for so long that I used to say when I was in junior high school, school got in my way. I mean, I, I used to say that kiddingly. I mean, I'm. I, I, it, and by the way, it did get in my way. I mean, it really did. My father, damn it, you know, died at, at, at 49 years old and never lived to see anything that I did, didn't think that I should be doing what I wanted to do. Now that I am a father, I, I feel for him because the idea that he had a kid that said was going to go into television, well, what the hell does that mean? Right. I'm going to fix them if they break? I mean, what does it really, <laughs> you know, what, what does it mean? So, I mean, that's a regret that I didn't take yeah. school as seriously as I probably should have. Um, oh God. I mean, I would have liked to have been home more, although I was home a lot for them. Um, they, they see, um, I, I really want to answer your question because I really haven't thought about that a lot, but I wish my regret is I wish I had a better relationship with my father. Very few, I, none of it has anything to do with television. I don't yeah. think, I, I think, uh, but, but I think I was a pretty good father, so I don't regret Amazing. Not at all. Maybe, maybe I could have been a better husband to my wife, who I married to for thirty-six years. But maybe I could be a you know a better husband. No, I, I, those are my, my all my regrets are personal ones. They're not professional that. ones. Yeah. yeah, they're not professional. Yeah. You'll probably no. think about that one tonight too. She's got a. Well, I think about you. that a lot. I, listen, my daughter's getting married, and so I do think about my dad a lot now, and and uh, and you know, so that. It goes through my mind a, a whole bunch. But anyway, those are the first things that pop into my head. Uh, no, that's awesome. Thank you. Okay. How do you give back to society? Um, I bet I didn't well, have to do that on the phone either. No, no. I, you know, this is going to be corny, but I think what we do and what I've done every day and most of what I've done, not certain things professionally, I think I do that. I think we do things on Daily Blast Live every day where we try to give something back and we try to show people another way, another side, another point of view. That's important. Any way that I can help others. I, I'm a big person in mentoring. I, I, I love that. That's a giving back thing to me. And yeah, that is sure. a, a professional that, that is professional. And then of course the obvious things are you give money here, you give a couple right. of right. dollars there, you know, on those, those things, but just trying to help, other people in my everyday life. My daughters are very helpful to me that way. They show me things that, because um, of their generation, that they think about those things, I think, much more than we did. So that's yeah. great. That's an answer. Yeah. And you know what? I'm also just going to say, because I love, I always love your host chats. You know that. And I think that the way that you cast them, there's so much balance. Like you really have all sides. And so- you know, going swinging back to what you said about news and the balance. So that's yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I honestly take no credit for casting them. 
Um, they were there when I got there. And Lisa Credos, who she and I love to joke about this. I was her boss and now she's my boss years later. She'd cast them. And but if I brought anything to the show and I would like to think I did, I brought conversation to the show. I brought good, solid, relevant. That's the word. Relevant yeah. conversation. I, I, the show is relevant. And I think whatever we do today must be relevant. The other thing that we didn't that I didn't mention to you guys earlier, and I'm guilty of it when we're talking about news, is that there was no opinion years ago. You weren't allowed to have an opinion, mm -hmm. which I think might have been healthier, by the by the way. <laughs> now uh, you've got any all the news shows, you know, you got all night, you've got panels, pick a network uh, or a cable network. And then the other thing that I think sort of maybe hurt this a little bit was when Ted Turner, you know, created CNN and you had the, the news cycle going 24 seven, you had to create shows to fill that time. And what a better way or easy, not better, easier way is to put a panel of people up and have them express their opinion. Well, I'm not sure that was such a good idea and I'm doing it every day. I mean, so I think some people have abused that. Interesting perspective, Bert. Um, okay, I'm going to do something called word association, which means... Oh, yeah. You see, now we're getting into all this psychology stuff. <laughs> and, and I thought this was just going to be a nice thing. And you're, you're almost done. I'm not in any rush. I'm happy <laughs> to talk to you. I'm happy to talk to you. Listen, with you guys, you answer. These guys behind me only answer when I want them to. That's right. That's right. Okay, go ahead. Okay, what one word association? Racism. Today. Patriarchy. Phony. Power. Be careful. Mm, mm, wow. That's good. Great. Success. Be careful. Nicely done. Okay. I also was gonna say, and success, I would also say the other side is smile. Smile. Yeah. I mean, we. All, I think we all want some kind of. I don't think any of us wake up in the morning and go, "I just don't want to be successful." Right. I don't think right. Does, you know. I think we all want to be successful. It, whatever. Whatever that means. It, I think it has a different meaning to everybody. Bert, I love you to pieces. Thank you so much for coming. I'm going to turn it over to JD for the final question. All right, Bert. Here we go. Take it home. Wait What's a minute. Is this something that you're reading and you had planned? What do you no. mean? Right now? The, with this, the final question. We it's, always have always the final same. Question. It's always the same. I'm nervous about it. When, when we, after we finish this, can I say a couple of things to close also? For yes. Years? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, then I'm, I'm ready. Go, go. You good? Go you ready? Go. Yes. What, is, what does changing the narrative mean to you? Uh, it, it means getting people to think another way. Mm. Um, that's what it means to me. It means getting people to think another way in another direction make them wonder mm. make them think hey is that right is that wrong maybe i should do that maybe i shouldn't do that it also means today every day as we sit here we're changing the narrative every day we're doing it hopefully we're doing this in we no because we're not doing it in a good way hopefully it'll end up that we do it in a good way and that everybody becomes equal on some damn level mm. and we stop 
this divisiveness and this foolishness. Because I, I, back to my dad, who would always say to me, you're no better than anybody else. You are no better than anybody else. And that's, I think, something we should all go by. Very nicely done. Thank you so much, Bert. It's been a pleasure. You wanted to say a couple of things? Yeah, number here's one. These are very, very deep things that I'd like to say. Number one, I love your glasses. Okay? <laughs> uh, uh, and if you will stay right there, don't move. Okay, don't move. not going anywhere. Would, oh, as I go, what you talk or else it'll be dead air. So hold on. Okay. What, when, see, see, I love your glasses too, JD. Yeah, see, I know you're going to pull yours out now. Don't see, we would have been wearing the same ones. That hold on. Oh, there we go. Well, then let's do these. I'll top all of you. All right, here's go Sally ahead. Jesse, here's Sally Jesse Raphael's glasses. Really? Yeah, wow. These, yeah, these are the original ones. And these are from, in the same case, Sterling Optical that I don't know exists anymore. I don't know. Wow. These are the, yeah, these are her glasses. Wow. Like yeah. When I saw your blue ones, I thought, um, it reminded me. That's and, awesome. Um, and then the other thing, I just thought I'd give you a little prop with the hell. Doesn't Love hurt, it. Right? But there's no. a camera here. And the other thing, I I have to say, there's nobody other than Henry and Susie's mother that is more proud of Susie than I am. Because I, I watched her. I'll get, see, I'll get all choked up. So I, I watched her go through so much. And then she called me on the phone, uh, which I know was a big deal for her to do it, and asked me if we would get together. And because we had not talked in a while and we had our differences, she had her shtick that she went and got fixed. And she, and she was so nervous to get together with me. She made her husband come. She made Henry come with her. Like, by the way, like I'm going to bite. But that, that, um, <laughs> but that I am so proud to watch somebody that recognized, hey, something's not right. I got to fix this. Fixed it. And here we are. So okay. I just want to make sure I said that. Thank oh, you so baby. much for saying that, Bert. That Thank you so, so much to me. And you're right, I did break Henry. And I re that restaurant is no longer there, but- We, we closed it. We, exactly. we closed it. I, we closed it, but I love you, Bert. And thank you, seriously. I love you too. I love you too. And um, Susie and I have been through so much together. And she will help me, by the way, because I, all I keep hearing now from everybody is you got to write a book, you got to write a book, you got to write a book. Oh. And, and, and I will go to Susie when that day comes to see if that can actually happen. But I thank you guys for inviting me. I appreciate you giving um, me the time and giving me your time. So thank you very much. Well, let me just say thank you so much for coming on and giving us your valuable time. It's not often that, uh, you know, I get to sit down and talk to somebody with the long, amazing uh, career that you've had. So thank you so much. Really. You're welcome. But my time's not that valuable. <laughs> Yours is more valuable. You guys, you guys are great. And, and the gentleman who is making all of this work, what's his name? Kevin. Kevin. Let's make sure he gets credit that the pictures are here and the audio is here only because of him, not because of the three of us at all. That's correct. Right. Always, always, yeah, correct. Yeah. always. Thank you, Bert. Take care. Thank Love you guys. You. Thank, you. Right. thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. JD and I want to thank our fabulous producers at I Am Music Group. And for all of you out there who want to do your own podcast, go to IamMusicGroup.com and the team will hit you back. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and follow wherever you get your podcasts. And also, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Thank you for listening to Change the Narrative with J.D. Fuller.